You're listening to The Eater World, Season 2 on The Eater Podcast. I'm your host, Crudy, and this season I peek into the world of Eater, discovering the personal stories, motivations, and challenges faced by the scientists, engineers, managers, and more from over 35 nations who together are building one of the most ambitious scientific projects ever attempted right here in the south of France. This international collaboration is a unique force to reckon with for our present and future generations to come. So come and join me in this audio journey. Accepting a world of technology, innovation, AI, and robotics are topics that us humans are well divided upon. However, it is safe to say that compared to any other generation before, today's youth is a lot more open to living with such developments of the future that were only recently thought possible in sci-fi movies. Or so we thought. At Eater's construction site, programming tools such as robotics material handling is now a common place for scientists and engineers as they manage massive components comparable to the Eiffel Tower and even to the tiniest pieces in millimeter precision. It will be key to helping them achieve the dream, harnessing nuclear fusion power. As this is a long-term project requiring constant technological evolution, it is utterly important, hence, for the youth to stay abreast of any such development. Which is why we followed and encouraged students from the ages of 12 to 18 in the south of France at the annual competition known as Eater Robots. Unlike other competitions though, this one has brought together more than 500 students from different schools in Provence with a jury panel of teachers and professionals as well as more than 20 industry companies and organizations under one roof about 30 kilometers away from the Eater construction site. For more than six months, student groups have had to essentially create and code their own robots to mimic some of the challenging tasks that would be performed at ITER. There were six categories that the students could win prizes for, which definitely motivated the young kids to step it up. With the help of the event's organizer, Sylvie André from Agence ITER France, I was able to interview a group of eight students from different teams to find out their thoughts about this technology the competition, and the goals that Eater has set to accomplish. Have a listen. All right, so here I am at Eater Games Live. I am speaking with all these students who have kindly said yes and agreed to having an interview with me. Let's start with all the students that we've got today. Today, my school was given a robot and we had to program it so it follows the path around the map. Today, I'm going to participate to the robot championship and, it, and I hope this is going to be fun. Uh, today, we are presenting our school project. Uh, so it's uh, Minecraft and uh, uh, special uh, market. Uh, and robots. And robots, yeah. 
In my team, I am in charge of the question of general culture. What is that? Can you elaborate? Uh, we have uh, a lot of questions about geography, about, uh, about the tokamak, about ITA, and uh, it's great. We have like 40 questions. So, our robot is, uh, is doing the, the way circuit, so he must follow a black line with, uh, with some turning uh, and other things like that, and he must be the fastest. Okay, and in this competition, is there somebody that thinks that their team should win? We have some problems with the robots at this time, but I think we must win. I think we can win the Minecraft, uh, the Minecraft, yeah. Uh, because we did a very, very, very good work, I think. I hope we'll win too, but honestly, I don't know if we had enough time to do everything, but I, I hope still. It would be really great if we could win because we put a lot of, ho we put a lot of hard work on it. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> you guys have been training and practicing on your own robots, which is to imitate what is happening at ITER. Now, after going through this experience, what do you think about the challenges at ITER? The scientists, the engineers who have to actually do the work, which is at a much bigger scale at ITER. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think they have to be really careful while they are programming the robots and working with uh, the plasma and the heat. I guess all people who have worked uh, uh, at this place and at ITER are just amazing. It's so much work. I, I can't imagine how much I it can be. So uh, I'm amazed. And uh, in the future, I want to be an engineer too. So it's, it's just a big chance to be here. Uh, we think they are very talented because it's uh, a lot, a lot and a lot of uh, work. After this experience, do you think AI learning or robotics would be a part of your future when you will turn 20 or 30 or 40 and how? Uh, I think that yes, obviously we'll have uh, those uh, type of things in our future and uh, because uh, AI and all those type of things are, are progressing really quickly and uh, yeah, so I think... Uh, I guess there will be a lot of robots in the future. Um, as people think, some people think that they will replace humans, uh, I mean robots and uh, artificial intelligence, but I don't really think so. And I hope uh, I could just work with them uh, at a point. And as I said, yeah, I want to be an engineer, so I'm, I'm sure it can help, but not so much more. Yeah, it will definitely be a part of the future. It will maybe replace job or help it. But uh, I think it will take a long, long time. I would personally love to help to build robots and AI in the future. Okay, so finally for you guys, what is your favorite part of this project or this event? Well, my favorite part is uh, making the magazine and the flyer, decorating it. I think it was very fun and cool because we were able to express our creativity and work in a group. I love uh, the part to, to coding robots. I can discover something that I never suspected that I could love. 
Well, I liked um, answering the questions in the stands, but my favorite part was the work process that we, we did with our class, and uh, we get to talk with each other more because we, we weren't that uh, of a team before, but I think it's the best part. Uh, I think it's the co-working, like uh, we were all uh, working together like a family, a very big family and uh, it was very fun and we began like with nothing and we built uh, something which is very realistic I think, so it's fun, it's nice. I think I the thing I prefer is to be just here, meeting people, seeing their, their builds, their robots, it's really inspiring, I know I'm really lucky to be here. Up next, I managed to sit down with the co-organizer Sophie Soufflé-Jacquis to give us further insight about the event. Once the competition was finished, people had eaten cake and celebrated the achievements of the day. Hello, I'm Sophie. I'm from France. I'm uh, um, part of the communication team within the Agence Inter France. And um, it's my pleasure to welcome all the different students who are participating in the challenge uh, today because um, my first mission at the Agence Inter France is it's to welcome all the students every year. So we've got 6,000 uh, students who are coming uh, to visit our work site, uh, discussing and discovering all the different challenges of the ITER project. Uh, and one of my mission is also to collaborate with uh, my team uh, to the organization of the ITER project uh, and the uh, ITER Robots Challenge. Could you explain to us further what is ITER Robots exactly from the perspective of the organizer? Uh, so the ITER Robots Challenge is a competition gathering uh, students who are coming from elementary school to uh, college. So you've got also high school uh, pupils who are coming. Uh, it's around uh, 400, between 400 and 500 uh, students who are coming uh, to this challenge. It's a, a school year program uh, because they subscribe to the ITER, uh, uh, challenge, uh, ITER Robots Challenge by November. Uh, and then they've they have to work all year uh, to prepare to the final competition, which is today. Um, so there's different steps. They need to uh, work on three subjects. So what we call robotics, which is a, a competition uh, uh, dedicated to all the different um, challenges that uh, robots have to um, operate uh, with the ITER machine, you know, for the maintenance and so on. So it's a link between the ITER project and the robotics uh, at school. Um, another um, competition which is dedicated to communication. So they have to present all the different aspects that they've developed uh, for these robots, but also uh, leaflets uh, um, and other uh, a little magazine and so on uh, and the last competition is dedicated to what we call general culture so that they have to work on the different partners of the ITER project so seven partners as you might know uh, and to be able to answer questions about um, uh, customs of the of the different partners but also about uh, the countries about uh, the inhabitants uh, and about their participation into the ITER project so it's quite a uh, tremendous uh, general culture uh, challenge. And what is the main objective of this competition of ITER robots for the students? What is it that you would like for them to get out of it? 
Um, I believe it's to discover the project, to open their mind on um, the science and engineering challenges, uh, to uh, create a kind of team spirit, um, and to develop their creativity also. So uh, it's quite interesting to see the different exchanges they've got between uh, with the engineers, with the scientists who are participating into uh, the competition. Um, and at the very beginning, they don't really know what the project is and uh, how they will uh, participate in. And, and at the end, they are so uh, happy to be a part of this big movement and to contribute uh, to the um, thinking uh, of the different milestones of the project, you know. So it's a kind of link between science, engineering, uh, management and, uh, and school. And it's a good way for them to uh, be able then to uh, say, okay, I'm going to study robotics and I'm going to do this or I'm going to do uh, some communication or anything else. I think that's really interesting to see because here at this Eater Robots event, there are kids who are very young and they are already learning about Eater, they're learning about robotics um, and how perhaps it can even be a part of their life in the future. You as the organizer, do you see if it really impacts them? Are there children who, if you talk to them, they say that, yeah, you know, I would like to maybe explore this for my future? Yeah, it's quite interesting to see also um, the exchanges they've got with uh, some people who are coming from the uh, some from business companies presenting their robots that are used uh, in the industries and so on, uh, because it's opening them uh, new um, horizons. Um, so uh, yes, I believe it's a way for them to uh, to to be able to project in the future in in a career. And also to see that you can start with some little things and uh, create a big, big project with uh, all the multicultural uh, challenges uh, which are in this project. So, And finally, what would be your favorite part <laughs> of this event? Because for you, as the organizer, you have a lot of things to coordinate. What I understand is there are four to five hundred students so many schools and it's all around France all around Provence not just in the city that you're at there are other businesses and industries that are taking part that have stands so you have so many things to coordinate after all is said and done what is your favorite part of this event I believe there are two actually um, I would say when they are so focused on the um, on the challenge that they are going to succeed in, you know, uh, for the robotics part, because they are just focused on their computer, on the machine, on the little robots that they've developed. It depends on their age, and also the moment of the surprise, because when you you've seen it, when some um, big robots like transformers are arriving, for them it's just like if they were they had some stars in the eyes, you know, they're just like, oh my god. That's so crazy, and uh, and this moment is also quite interesting in the Touch Robots Challenge because even though there are some winners, everyone is uh, proud of the work uh, which has been done during all the year and encouraging all the others. So that's a very good team spirit for me. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sophie, and thank you for helping to create Eater Robots. Un spécial remerciement 
Donc à Bruno Pellissier et Roland Rajaonarivoni. Alors, merci d'avoir pu et réussi à nous rejoindre pour cette séquence annonce des résultats qu'on pourra compter à l'avenir sur toi pour les prochaines éditions. Je crois qu'on peut encore l'applaudir. Et il me semble que j'ai une chanson. Il faut le micro. With that, thank you for listening to the Eater World season two of the Eater Podcast. You can find more of our episodes on our website, www.eater.org, as well as on all your favorite podcast channels. To keep updated, subscribe to the Eater Newsline and all the social media outlets, where there are new posts and stories every week. And please stay tuned for more episodes. <laughs>